Today on episode 48 of the Home of Play podcast, PlayStation shipped 4.5 million units in 2020. We get more info on the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, including a release date. And will we hear news about a new Silent Hill project in the summer? All that and more. Intro time! Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to episode 48 of the Home of Play podcast, where every Monday, the two best friends join forces to give you all the latest in PlayStation rumors, news, reviews, and that is because we are the true PlayStation fans. I'm your host, Steve, and with me, I'm joined by the king of platinum trophies himself, Christopher. Hello, hello. Curtis is not here yet again. He's another busy boy for another busy week, so he asked if he could bow out one more time. Uh, we're just assuming he'll show up some point next week. Uh, alive hopefully you know the home of play podcast is a self-supported podcast we don't include any of that bias or paid for opinion stuff you don't need here because of this that allows us to bring you the playstation news you need or want to know all of our content is free for you to enjoy at your leisure we only ask you help support the show by visiting our youtube channel which can be found by searching the home of play podcast once there please feel free to hit the subscribe button maybe even give us a like on the video should the spirit move you winky wink face if you're already hearing our beautiful voices by the magic of our YouTube channel, then guess what? We are a podcast, and that means you can find us on any or all of your favorite podcast services of choice, such as Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Every month we are growing, and it's all because you lovely gaming homies helping to spread the cause through the power word of mouth. If you have any comments, questions, or complaints we want to hear from you, please leave any of those on our YouTube videos, and then we can read your questions on the show or alone in private while we discuss if we're getting a Silent Hill game this year, or at least an announcement. I'll take anything. On today's episode, we have eight news articles discussed, but first, as always, let us begin with what we've been up to this last week, starting with the only other person here, Chris. Uh, yeah, uh, I haven't done too much other than norm that I've been talking about the last couple of times. Uh, this weekend, we did pick up uh, Phasmophobia. That's that ah. scary, creepy game. Oh, man. There's, it's good. It's good. I imagine in VR, it's even more terrifying. Um. But yeah, there was once or twice where I audibly screamed, not like quite out there, but, and I probably added a little bit to it, but it scared the crap out of me. Uh, luckily I didn't die, but it scared me. That's for sure. Uh, it's a fun game, but I'm not, I'm concerned about the replayability. Um, it's once you figure out like the formula for the game, like find the room that the ghost's haunting and then just determine what type of ghost it is. It can be can get pretty easy so uh, we haven't tried any like the larger maps so i guess the larger maps are more difficult because it's more rooms to search through i guess but it's been pretty good uh other than that i was going to quickly go over uh my playstation 2020 wrap up uh did you want to do that now or do you want to do that after your recap uh how about we recap our week and then add when i'm done uh we can do it together Okay, so that's that's pretty much it for my week. I haven't done much other than the normal stuff that I've been playing. So, how about yourself, Steve? What have you been playing this week? Uh, more Zodiac Age. Uh, not a lot, but you know, grinding, progressing through some of the story. I'm a little bit further. Um, still somewhat enjoying it. I, I hit a low in the story. I'm just like, okay, this part's not the greatest, but uh, you know, I. I did progress in other ways where I'm like, oh, okay, this is opening up more. Great. Um, but I think I've talked enough about that. So then we'll, we'll get to the other things I didn't think I'd have time for. But um, I did, because of you, actually, I was able to 
grow up enough to try the Resident Evil 8 beta. Oh, okay. So I did finish it. Uh, I think you saved me because you told me it's actually it's atmospherically scary, but not like actually scary. Yeah, the scariest thing I think is there's a a dead body in the cellar and it keeps moving slightly. Yeah, uh, every time you look away and do something. So that's yeah, it. exactly. It, it definitely it's scarier near the start until you know uh, the witch bites me. That was a little scary. Um, but yeah, it wasn't too bad. Just showcase the game. Does it look pretty? Absolutely. Um, I love the, th- like the lore I'm getting from it. Uh, the, like, you know, I just, the mansion's pretty, it's gold, shiny, everything's great. Uh, the only th- issue I had is going down the stairs. I noticed uh severe frame rate dips. So hopefully it doesn't Ooh. affect the final game. Um, but I was screwing around with those stairs quite a bit. Cause I was like, do I go up again? And I'm like, nope, there's no door on that side. Where, where am I going here? Um, I, I remember there was a couple moments there where I would just stare at the chandelier I was just like, wow, so pretty. <laughs> I was doing that with like the gold trimming on everything. Yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think it has ray tracing, but they must have put their own lighting effects, which are pretty solid. Might as well be. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, I think I played something else that I can't recall, but uh, we'll just go to the main one I, uh, where I think I spent an equal portion of Zodiac Age. I actually started Control, uh, the oh, Ultimate good. Edition. Um, yeah, so I got I never played it before, so I'm not like that far into it. Maybe four or five hours. Um, I have two abilities. Uh, one might as well not be an ability. Like I, it's kind of a complaint, but I'm like evades an ability. I'm like oh. most people just know how to evade things. Like if I throw a bottle at your face, you're probably just going to move. But you know whatever. I guess you could claim that she glide slides, so that kind of counts. Whatever. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I think the strongest parts about her are the story. I like how they present things. I like the big fonts like, boom, you're in this room or this is your next story arc. Uh, the story's fun. I like that she's self-narrating to, well, I you, I think they want me to assume it's me, but there's going to be more explained later. Um, I think all that's cool. I like that you start and there's pictures of one dude and then you pick up the gun and suddenly there's pictures of you. It's very trippy. There's a couple of times where you go through a hallway a certain way and then you end up back where you were and you're like, well, that's not right. Uh, so I, all that stuff's great. The only negative side is I actually think the gameplay so far is the worst part of the game. Uh, I'm not saying it's bad. I, in no way I want this to come off like I'm saying it's a bad game. I just think it's generic. The, the gameplay part's generic. Uh, and I think it's bringing down the rest of the field for me. I just, I think the gunplay's boring. Uh, the enemies so far, and I am not even near the end, so I can't speak, but so far the enemies are kind of boring. Uh, I find it, and I'm not a, a guy who seeks harder difficulty games unless I know what I'm getting into. Like I do like Dark Souls, uh, but then I know what I'm getting into. But this game's kind of hard for like, it doesn't have difficulty options. Um, there are accessibility things that you can tap into. Like I did see that you can make yourself uh, immortal basically. Uh, I think you can mess with um, reload and ammunition stuff. Uh, But when you try to touch that stuff, it kind of calls you a bitch. (laughs) So I'm like, well, no, I can do this. Screw you. I'm not a bitch. So (laughs) I I went in and yeah, I've died a couple of times. It's harder than I thought. And I'm not even at the, like what people are telling me. They're like, boy, you're not even the hard parts yet. Uh, So we'll see if I continue on. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I was just happy that I finally got to try it. Like, I feel like, I've been holding off on this one and 
the price was right, you know, free. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the I, I'll be honest, holdout like the, when you start unlocking more powers and more abilities, that's mm-hmm. when the combat be, gets more exciting. Because yeah. yeah, I agree with you. The gunplay, it's like at some point I don't even remember using guns that much. <laughs> like you get powers that are so good where it's like you're just whipping them around and yeah. And yeah. I'm hoping that's what it is because I, I had another conversation with another uh, fellow and. Basically, I he's like, well, you know, when once you can pick things up and throw them, and I'm like, well, yeah, but I did that in Fallen Order, and it doesn't feel any different, any better, any worse either, but it's just not special because I already did that, but that game gave me a lightsaber, so it was kind of cooler because this game just gives me a crappy gun that I don't care about. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the one thing I do like is that I don't have to worry about ammo because I always hate that in games. I, I'm, you know, Resident Evil, it always stresses the shit out of me to think about, like, don't use that bullet because you're going to need it when the boss comes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was fine. Uh, I did play it on the PS5, the upgraded version. Uh, so I've been playing it in 30 frames per second with ray tracing. Um, it really looked good at the start. When you first enter the building, everything's glossy and wax. So it, it really stands out. You're like, okay, ray tracing is cool. But then I step further in, and when you get into these boring bleak red like rooms always i feel like stuff, there's yeah. yeah there's no point in having ray tracing on anymore so i haven't gone to 60 frames but if the game continues on that trend i, th- I think i'm going to switch to performance because i i from what i'm being told when it gets harder you're going to want 60 frames over the non-ray tracing anyway yeah uh but at the start it looked good i just again another small gripe was just her character models pretty rough like uh, her movements don't look good uh, her butt clips in half. I, I feel like that just when she's running, I'm like, this is really strange. Um, but, you know, it's a dated game, right? I, it's not. It's more than even a year old. So uh, it's not a big deal. It, it is what it is. You know, it's Remedy. I don't think any of their games are like 10 out of 10 for me. Uh, but I think this one's probably the, the higher ranker that I've ever played from them. So, uh Yeah. Overall, it's fine game. I, I don't think it's bad by any stretch of the imagination. And, you know, I'm early on, so I'm not going to sit here and tell you that's my final say. I think that's everything I played. So I think we should just have fun. Let's get into this recap that you found for me. Uh, basically, it sounds like through PlayStation's uh, little magic site, you can log in. It tells you what you did in 2020 with your PlayStation. So me and Chris both did this. And, uh, yeah, I think we're just going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it breaks it into a lot of different categories, like your top played games, the hours you played, the top genre, um, all that fun stuff. Uh, so I think we should just maybe go into comparing our top three games played. Can I get uh, your number of games played? <laughs> uh, my total number of games played is 52. Okay. What do you think mine is? <laughs> I'm going to guess yours. I'm going to try to actually calculate this in my head. Mm. So this would be just PlayStation 4. Subtract the indie stuff. This would be more than just PlayStation 4. Because it's 2020 and I got my PS5 in 2020. I thought the number here only counts PlayStation 4. I thought the PlayStation 5 is at the bottom, isn't it? Uh, That has its own separate category, but I'm pretty sure it includes... Okay. Because, yeah, it must, because Cyberpunk, I mean, spoiler, Cyberpunk 2077 is 38 hours, but I only play that game on my PS5. Okay. I'm going to go low on this. 
I'm going to say 18. Oh, you're pretty close. 21. 21. Shit. Nice. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's good math. And, and good maths. Good maths. <laughs> uh, so do you want to go over here at the top games? Sure. Uh, I'm going to... Wow, yours is going to be hard because you seek the Platinums, right? So, like, for me, I was thinking about this, and I could be wrong, but I'm like, you know, it might just, for you, be crazy stuff like um, Final Fantasy X, right? Because I remember you were telling me you had to put a stupid amount of hours to get that Platinum. It is not in my top three. That is terrifying because you told me that was a long game. It was uh, long, but... I had done a large portion of the game prior to 2020, and oh. the, gr the grind was in 2020. Okay. So there, I got hmm. through most of the story stuff prior to. Because I'm looking at my list, and I'm like, for me, it makes sense, but I just feel like you being a completionist, your list must be very hard to predict. Like, I think I'd be you could predict if Farming Simulator is on there, because then I would have to slap you. <laughs> it is not on there. Oh, it was a game God. that was played, but it's not on there. I thank think God. you would probably guess... Well, you, you could probably guess my number one, because I was playing it for two months straight, and you always made fun of me for playing it. Oh, yeah. Durr. Oh, I'm so stupid. So Genshin <laughs> Impact, Genshin obviously. Impact's my number one at 186 hours. Holy... Crap. I did not realize I put that much time into it, to be honest. Yeah. I think that's all you turned on in November. Yeah. So you can eliminate all the newer games because I haven't been playing any of them. Yeah. Uh, Number is Ghost in your top three? No, surprisingly. I say I'm not surprised because it only took 50 hours for a platinum. And even yeah. that's, I shouldn't say, you probably can get it faster. I mean, I screwed around a lot. Yeah. I think you could guess another one of mine. You're currently playing it. Oh, Control, really? Nope. Zodiac Not Control. Age. It's been on your back burner. Oh, Persona. Yep. That's my number two, 102 okay. hours. Holy moly. Okay, that makes sense. I, I like that. that. That deserves... I mean, I wish it was higher than Genshin, but... <laughs> yeah. The, the third one, uh, I don't... You'd probably get it, but it, you, you wouldn't be in your orbit, is Yakuza yeah. 0. 73 okay. hours that doesn't and that's, those games that's not even a platinum long. though that's not even the platinum because i never yeah. finished it yet so so your top three now i'm trying let me try to predict your top three so <clears throat> think half the number well shoot okay my number one game is probably a third of your number one game hours wise okay uh number two is probably half of your number two and number three has got to be like, uh, I don't know, like another half if I'm lucky. So is Assassin's Creed Valhalla on that list? No. No? Is that because a good portion of it was on the PS5? Yeah, I think that messed up the numbers because I put half of the time I've played that game on PS4 and the other half on PS5. So shit, what would it be? Oh, no. Is Persona 5 on your list? No. Nope. Damn, I'm having trouble because a lot of the stuff's more recent, so it's it's blending in with the new year. Yeah, like cyberpunk and all that. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what you were playing. <laughs> Frick, I, no, I, I'm I'm having trouble guessing. It's hard because we're totally different players, right? Like I play hard for short sprints, and you go like the whole distance. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what was the. Uh, bigger game of 2020 that you would have played 
shit, man. Well, my number one game was also what I predict, like told you my my favorite game of the year was. Right. So Ghost of Tsushima is on there. There, yes, fifty-two okay. hours Ghost of Tsushima. And that's your number one is fifty-two hours. Yeah. Shit is Final Fantasy VII on there. It is. It is on there. Is that your number yeah. three? Yes, thirty-six hours. Thirty-six hours. Something in between that. Think really uh, recent and very disappointing. <laughs> not Watch Dogs. No, no. Uh, slightly less disappointing, but still disappointing. A lot of controversy. It's not Cyberpunk. Yes, it is. You played that much in thirty-eight uh, December. hours. Yeah. Wow, I didn't think you got that much in December. <laughs> in twenty days, I put in thirty-eight hours. Yep. And then January came, and you probably stopped playing it altogether. Oh yeah, yeah. I think you got me on that one. <laughs> nice. Uh, what's your top genre and how many hours is it? I, I get R- well. I mean, I know what it is, but yeah, RPG, one hundred and three hours. Mm. I got what's yours. Ac- action adventure, six hundred and forty-nine hours. Holy moly! Uh, yeah, and I wonder if I, I wish I could see a breakdown of what games that it classifies as action adventure, but yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, what's your total hours in twenty twenty? I want to hear your... Actually, no. I don't even want to hear yours. I'm going to guess yours. I feel like your hours are always doubling mine. So I'm just going to guess you've got to be at like eight to 900, if not 1,000. I'm well above the 1,000. No way. See, I knew... Ah, oh, I should have just said over 1,000. Like, and Yeah. Okay, give me the whole number. 1,448. Woo! Yeah, you tripled me. Oh, yeah. So you're, um, you're 508. Yeah. Nice. This I, is the best part, though. Yeah, it's the funniest part. <laughs> this is the best part. 507 hours played locally, <laughs> one hour played online. <laughs> that was probably us playing the Marvel demo together. It was <laughs> half of us doing the demo together, and the other half, I think, I did two missions online when I got the full game. <laughs> I got one hour in VR. <laughs> Do you know what's sad? Now that I think about that, like, Marvel's Avengers, like, you know, beating it and playing the few missions online. And I did do some grinding on there and it didn't even make my top three. So that means I played less than 36 hours. Jeez. I don't know if this is calculated properly because I only have 33 hours played online and I'm thinking it's registering that as probably a lot of farming simulator, but I played a shit ton of Genshin Impact with my buddy and I feel like it maybe isn't calculating that properly because... A good portion of my time in that game was playing with him. So mm. this number seems a little bit off. How many days did you play in 2020? Uh, 252 days of the 365. Ooh. So you almost doubled me again. I am yeah. 117. Nice. I've definitely, I've definitely s- slowed down near the end of the year for whatever reason. Playing more PC games right now. So to live up to the Platinum King, which... Is going to be probably not that great. How many Platinums did you get? One. One? (laughs) And it's probably Spider-Man. Oh, no. That would have been in 2021. Yeah, you're right. It's Ghost. Uh, What do you think my Platinum number? It it seems decent for how much I play anyway. I'm going to say 30. It's under 30. I got 24 Platinums. Okay. Yeah. I definitely... uh, 240% higher than me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just... But uh, yeah, this year I, I, I got, I, I don't know. I just got to get back in the console mood. Just play too much PC right now. So yeah, too many multiplayer I... games. So I'm not progressing in any of the single player stuff. 
clearly multiplayer games is not an issue for me with one yeah, hour played right. and no PC on. We got to we got to fix that for 2021. I'll, I'll go get uh, uh, Demon, Demon Souls, Souls and then we'll get a couple hours. On I there. thought there was something else. I was thinking that I'm like, oh, this could be fun. Are we gonna start, try that PlayStation All Stars or whatever it's called? Oh yeah, that was Destruction All Stars too. Yeah, just to try it out because. I talked to one guy and he's like, "Yeah, it's whatever." And I'm like, "Yeah, but that looks like a game that like if you don't play with your friends, you're probably not going to be playing it." Yeah, if you want to play this weekend, we should play. Yeah, I probably I'll, have nothing I'll but time. Grab Demon Souls or something. Ooh. Like, I know that game's never going to go on sale, so. Okay, so we're going to move on to our eight news articles. Uh, a lot of news this week. Um, even homework's packed. Uh, nothing's too major, but a lot of small bite-sized stuff. So we're going to go with this at a little faster speed than we normally would just to try to keep everything in that tight, uniform package that we love so much over here. Uh, so anyway, let us just get back into the, the news. news. So we're moving on to article number one. This one comes from IGN. PlayStation 5 has shipped 4.5 million units in 2020 matches ps4's launch sony has announced that the ps5 shipped 4.5 million units in 2020 matching the playstation 4's launch in 2013 revealed during sony's q3 fy 2020 results the game and network service segment of sony's saw 40 percent increase year on year in large part due to the launch of the ps5 in november 12th of 2020 Sony also confirmed that there was loss resulting from strategic price points for PS5 hardware that were set lower than manufacturer's cost. It also know that it will still <clears throat> it also know that it's still on track to meet the goal of 7.6 million PS5 sales by the end of March 2021. The PS4, which shipped 1.4 million units in the same time frame, saw higher profit margins in hardware cost. PS5 and PS4 game unit sales reached 103.7 million up from the 83.3 million in the same quarter in 2019 first party titles accounted for 18.4 million of the total game sales year on year total game sales and first party game sales are up 83.3 million and 16.3 million respect while digital game sales were down from 59 percent to 53 percent of the total game sales they were up from 50% in the same quarter in 2019. Going on to another article also by IGN, I just want to condense both of them together. Uh, PS5, Sony also came later and talked about how it aims to exceed PS4's 14.8 million second year sales, but part shortage might stop that. So Sony basically talked about how it wants to sell over the 14.8 million units, uh, but unfortunately those chip shortages that they're experiencing right now from amd is causing you know the whole everything why you're having issues finding the console why they're having issues making the console uh basically all the parts that uh, cause frustration over here and but kind of talking and touching on the articles from last week about amd saying that hopefully they'll be able to catch up by the second half i believe that is what sony's kind of attaching here and saying that if they can get those increased numbers, increased number of chipsets, then you're going to get more consoles out there, more sales. Uh, whether or not they can do it or not is, uh, you know, its own discussion. You know, it, it's safe for them to say it now because they could blame the chipsets. But, uh, yeah, I don't know how that's going to fold out. How do you feel about all this? Oh, I think it's a, a good number they hit, 4.5 million units. That's for sure. Uh, I think, yeah, the production aspect of it is what slows them down. Because I think there's, I'm constantly hearing there's so many people that want the system, right? So I, I think if PlayStation 
could say, boom, we magically have another 10 million units. I would, wouldn't be surprised that they'd sell most of those, to be honest. I think the, the, the yearning is out uh, for it. So uh, I think they can meet these goals. Yeah, like you say, the, the production's iffy. They, it's all up in the air, depending on if they can get those chipsets made, right? And it's yeah. not like they're going to... I mean, they're probably already working on like the next version of the console, like the Pro, or they're probably at least maybe prepping ideas on how to tweak the system in a couple of years. So, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think they could definitely attain the, this goal. Uh, yeah, my yeah. only issue is like, I'm not against it. I, I don't think it's improbable, but my concern is like, is the upcrease like sorry? Is the increased um, sales drive from a COVID pandemic? Oh yeah. And then like, are we going to see drop offs? Like you know, once the chipsets are more available, I don't know what the world looks like in a few months. You know, we're 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 talking about vaccines coming out now. Maybe restrictions start getting lifted in the second half of the year. You know, maybe I'm being a little presumptuous with that, but. <laughs> you know, let's go into fairy tale land and say that's the case. Are sales going to be still as crazy, right? Or is the yeah. demand for this or is the demand genuine? And it's just that new things new and everyone wants that new thing. Yeah. I think definitely COVID definitely played a factor this year around. Cause there's mm-hmm. I, I, normally I would say hardcore gamers. They're the ones who definitely went out and got this system. But I think even there's hardcore gamers that weren't able to get this system because anybody and everybody was kind of just grabbing at it because it was the new tech on the street, essentially. For so, sure. yeah, I think you're right that COVID's definitely played a factor uh, this time around. And uh, I kind of just wish I wish there was a magical, like you said, dream land where they had like 15 million units to start with. Just out of curiosity, just to see if they'd be able to sell all those within the first like month or two, it would it'd just be interesting. I think they, I think they would, to be honest right now. Yeah. People are looking yeah, for things to do. Exactly. I think right now you, you, you kind of hit it there. Um, nobody has anything else to do. No. Anything that promotes, you know, segregation and separation is, you know, the key thing here. Well, it's even and- happening in the game world too, right? Like among us, like that game's a couple years old now. And now all of a sudden COVID People are looking for games to play, entertaining things with friends that can do distanced. Yeah, like these it, the people want games. Like they they need it <laughs> right now. Oh, for sure. It. Everything that deals with uh, multiplayer games and their microtransactions is up. Multiplayer game sales are up. It, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like I, I don't. Uh, I think COVID drives it. Yeah, my only fear, and it, it may be nothing. You know, maybe I'm panicking over nothing. Uh, but I, yeah, I just kind of look at if restrictions are lifted, if people start, you know, having the ability to see people do things, you know, especially summer outdoor things. And then now you have all these consoles, but people already want to do other things. You know, they've, they've spent their time being isolated. They want to go out. Uh, that would be my only fear is that that might lower sales actually. Yeah, it could. There's, I you mean, almost there's see so an inverse, people. right? Yeah. There's so many people desperate to just go on a vacation and travel and stuff like that. Although I don't think that restriction is going to be lifted anytime soon, but uh, there's so many people who just want to get out. I I hear some things about like, if you can prove you had the vaccine, maybe you can go over here or there. 
Uh, it's too early to tell what the world's going to be like, right? And that's yeah. not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about PlayStation, <laughs> goddammit. So we're moving on to article number two. Number two is Mass Effect Legendary Edition is out May 14th. Chris, please take your Mass Effect story from me. Yay. I'm excited. Uh, so it looks like Bioware has announced there's a trailer that just came out recently that uh, shows a clip of the game uh, in its true form. Um, yeah, we got a release date, May 14th, which I'm excited for because it's just before my birthday. Yay! Um, so it's going to include the f- first three games, so Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. Uh, they also mentioned three dozen of the DLCs, which I didn't even realize there was that many DLC content for the game. Um, everything's been upscaled to 4K. Um, I saw some clips of it. It looks good. I watched a couple re- reviews, early reviews. Uh, that that kind of just briefly talked. I think IGN had a good one where they were talking about what kind of things they saw. They said the character models definitely look better because it obviously looked pretty rough in the first one. Um, And the second one was a little bit too. Um, They're saying the environment looks fantastic. It looks really good. People are excited to play it. Um, One major downside, I guess, for some people, not for me, I didn't really try it, was it looks like uh, it, the Mass Effect 3 will not have the multiplayer, um, which I, I understand from their perspective, they have to redesign it probably to get to work properly, get the servers up and running again. They said, when speaking with Kevin Meek, environment and character director and project director Mac Walters, the topic of multiplayer came up and why the studio decided to nix its inclusion. When speaking with Walters, he compared multiplayer to restoring a Porsche, and the analogy actually worked. I had, in quotes, I had all of these analogies early on to try and help people understand what this remaster is going to be about, he said. It's one thing to take a 1982 Porsche that needs to be fully restored, but now I want you to imagine that it was actually buried in concrete. (laughs) So you've got to chip away at all of that, and every time you go to try something, it's like, is this even going to work? Do I blow the engine turnover? You know, it's just a lot of work. And I think people underestimate what it's like to do this game because at every step you are given an agonizing choice of, is this the thing that we want to spend our time on and really try to improve it? And where will this lead us down the road? Steve, did you, you played some of the Mass Effects, I think? I played two and three. Yeah. Did you try the multiplayer back on when it was on three? I didn't even get past the first hour um, okay. of three, so no, no multiplayer. No. I, I, I believe I tried it because I don't think it was Andromeda that I tried. I'm trying to remember. I'm getting them confused. But I think it was kind of like a, a horde mode where you, you would play with a couple of co-op players. Correct me if I'm wrong. That might have been Andromeda. I'm, I might be getting them confused now. I didn't try Andromeda's either. Yeah, I don't even remember. Did Andromeda even have one? As you can tell by my one hour played this last year, um, (laughs) I'm not a multiplayer guy. No, you are not. So this is exciting. I'm not, yeah, I'm not too concerned about the multiplayer. Uh, From all the early reviews, it's sounding like it's going to be a good remaster. They were, one of the IGN people was right away to say, don't expect it like a remake of Resident Evil 2. Well, they kind of like, they right away, they put their, you know, down in the sand where they're like okay no remake is taking the game reimagining it recreating it pumping it out this is just a nice coat of paint fix some issues meld them all together and that's what you're gonna get so i'm super excited for this i'm looking forward to definitely getting this um 
I don't know. I am uh, not a big Mass Effect person. I actually am the weirdest person, apparently, to play Mass Effect because I put the most hour into Andromeda. Okay. I think it played better than the other ones that I've tried. Uh, I honestly tried starting two so many times, and I don't know if I my my thoughts were or my impression was is going to be something that it wasn't. So then every time I tried, I was just not enjoying it like i think the dialogue was strong I, I didn't hate the characters or anything it's just that's all it really had for me i never found the gameplay aspect it's kind of like control where i'm like oh i'm vibing with all this stuff but then you go to play it and you're like okay like it's fine but it's not anything that's keeping me coming back i also didn't like that it was supposed to be an rpg but like there was no armor like you know there's yeah, very was, few they definitely changed that like the the very first mass effect i would consider like a true rpg it had mm. tons of loot all that kind of stuff um the later ones they definitely like made it more specific like a couple different variations slightly you know they constantly get better type thing yeah and i think Andromeda was kind of like that too yeah uh so like that was you know a little disappointing i i do love uh, a lot of stuff to go through like dragon age i thought it was weird because those games were basically back to back with each other and dragon age had tons of stuff like cut tons of customization stuff like that a drama didn't or sorry not just drama mass effect 2 just didn't so yeah i always fell out i i feel like and i knew i was the odd one out because everyone talks about it so i i've tried restarting that game so many times three i just didn't really give an opportunity i was like you know what if i can't get into two and everyone hails that as such like with such a claim that I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get through three. So I gave it a little one shot hour in. I was just like, okay, like I'm not loving the story. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's bounce. And yeah, I never got to try one. I feel like one surprisingly might be the one I might like the most. So you might, who knows. you might, you, there's a good chance you would. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to actually playing these again. Um, try to get the trophies again and all that fun stuff. Um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I, I like, to be honest, I'm one of the ones who, I like the mall. So uh, Andromeda, I thought, got a really short stick. People were complaining about nitpicky things, in my opinion. Um, I don't remember having any game-breaking bugs when I played, and I got it day one. Um, yeah, there was facial features that really got blown up as memes, but... Can you imagine if it came out after Cyberpunk? <laughs> Do you think people would have complained at all? No, they yeah. would not have complained at all. Uh, I was going to ask you too. Maybe I don't know any better because uh, I'm not super deep in the Mass Effect. But I did see a few Reddit posts making fun of the lens flares. I think I even posted a picture just to show you. Yeah, I wasn't um, sure if that was real. The picture you sent me. <laughs> no, no, it was definitely doctored as a joke. But like, okay. is that a thing? Like, I haven't watched a lot of the video, but I didn't. Like, is that something you're noticing? I didn't notice it in the trailer, but maybe okay. I was just in awe of what I was seeing. But. I don't remember seeing crazy lens flares and there's definitely not lens flares in the previous games. So yeah. Yeah. But I, I saw that. I, I assumed I'm like, that can't be right. <laughs> there was like a, <laughs> what is this? Uh, a JJ Abrams, uh, the star Trek movies. <laughs> Those, yes. Jeez. So continue uh, with our story. Do you want to talk about yeah. your uh, legendary cash? Yeah. There's one other thing, side note that they uh, announced, um, on the Bioware website, uh, you can order the mass effect legendary cash. Uh, I guess there's a couple different waves of it. I'm not sure what that means, but um, so it's looks pretty cool. I'm actually interested in it. <laughs> I don't buy too many like collector's editions of things, but uh, so what it includes, it includes 
one Mass Effect Legendary Edition metal case, game not included, so you'd still have to pay for the game separately. Uh, one morality spinner pin, so I guess it's just a pin that you could spin. Maybe it's like if you're playing the game and you want to kind of just go random, I guess that could be an interesting outcome if you tried to play a whole playthrough of just random using the spin pin. Uh, one N7 acceptance letter, two canvas art prints, uh, including one you can only find at the Bioware website. Uh, and then the big one, which is a, uh, it says one-to-one replica of the N7 helmet. Like apparently you can actually wear this thing. I'm guessing it lights up. Yeah, it lights up. It looks badass. If anybody knows the N7 helmet, um, probably too small for our heads, <laughs> but I have a big size melon. Yes. And we both do. Um, it, I don't know. It just looks badass to me. I'm such a fan of it. I'm tempted to, to look into it, but. I don't know. It's a good amount of money and that doesn't even include the game. It'd be nice if it was just $40 more or something. And uh, the price is $149.99 US. So yeah, that's pretty much uh, everything on Mass Effect. Speaking about legendary cash, well, guess what? Sony just spent some cash on From Software. Sony takes 1.9% stake in From Software's parent company. This one's from VGC. Katakawa Corporation, the parent company of Bloodborne and Dark Souls Studio, From Software, has formed a capital alliance with Sony, it announced on Wednesday. The Japanese media conglomerate, which also owns manga, publishing, and film companies, said in its latest financial report that has given Sony... 1.93% ownership of part of its financial deal. As part of the alliance, smartphone firm CyberAgent will also receive the same percentage of shares in the company. CyberAgent is owner of CY Games, the creator of hugely popular Japanese mobile games. In his latest financial reports, Katakawa said the Capital Alliance would allow its allow it to utilize Sony's global expansion power of animation and consumer games. The deal will facilitate the creation development acquisition of new ip in addition to allowing it to maximize the value of an abundant ip that we already own it added uh so yeah basically short and sweet sony's got a little piece of their pie and uh i feel like there's just manual well mutual benefits for both of them basically in this deal but the reason we want to talk about it is i think a lot of people are jumping the gun and basically making up stories about how, oh, wow, like Elden Ring's going to be exclusive and, you know, <laughs> everything else from From Software because of 1.93%. Yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's what everybody's mind always go to. It's like, oh, it's going to be exclusive. It's going to be exclusive. Yeah, it very rarely goes that route. Unless the company is yes. like built from Sony or from Microsoft, like Microsoft Game Studios. It's very rare that it goes exclusive. And exactly. exclusive permanently. Like there's exclusive games, but eventually they stop being exclusive and they show yeah, up like, on PC. <laughs> can we make an argument that this is just going to strengthen already strong relationship? I sure. think so. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Um, but honestly, yeah, I don't even think this deal sounds like it's to do much with games, honestly. It might be a couple other things. Sounds um, like distribution almost. <laughs> yeah, and exactly, especially when you're talking Magna. Wow. <laughs> I hate that Magna. word. Liquid hot magna. Um, yeah, so like I don't know. I, I wouldn't read into the tea leaves here. I think um it just strengthens already strong partnership. Does it mean maybe some of these later games come out as timed exclusives? 
that's something we could talk about, but that's just, you know, pure speculation. Yeah. I've always felt like from softwares felt like a Sony thing anyway. So Yeah, it, I it, agree. It's it's just it's always been better. Or well, because Demon's better. Souls originally was just PlayStation. Yeah, PlayStation 3, right? I, I don't think they even started going to Xbox until Dark Souls. It was the first one even on Xbox? Or was it the second I, yes, one? I believe it was. Yeah. So And then and then Bloodborne exclusive. Yeah. It just feels right. And I'm almost yes. surprised like like did they not already own a percentage of it? Or is this like a new 1.3%? I know there's always rumors bounced around that my, uh, PlayStation was looking to buying from software, but I feel like this kind of makes it seem like it's less likely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm fine with it. You know, let from software do what it wants. I want it to be as successful as possible so they keep making games. I want them to have as much money as possible so they can actually start talking about Elden Ring because I am dying waiting to hear about Elden Ring. Could this mean that uh, we're going to get a new mobile from software game oh my god that's what we need we need a hard game with a, a device that's so hard <laughs> already <laughs> to like handle right oh, <laughs> i need touchscreen controls with my demon souls as an added effect the, the phone will shock you when you die oh i wouldn't doubt it <laughs> you died and it starts clearing your contacts i'm like no <laughs> <laughs> you lost some contact <laughs> it calls your mom he's dead <laughs> it's like damn it Prank calls <laughs> yeah, leave my mom alone. Uh, so good. Okay, so that's enough of that article. I say we just move on to some more PlayStation news. And this one is Marvel Spider-Man. Miles Morales sold 4.1 million units in 2020. This one comes from IGN. And we're learning about Miles Morales. Uh, it was revealed during Sony's Q3 FY 2020 results. Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales contributed to a total... To the total PS5 and PS4 game unit sales in 2020 that reached 103.7 million. First party sales accounted for 18.4 million. We had kind of touched on this already before. So it's basically touched on that, yes, Miles Morales has sold 4.1 million units. Uh, but for a good comparison, Marvel Spider-Man in 2018 became the fastest selling PlayStation exclusive of all time, with 3.3 million copies sold within the first three days of its release. So, you know, makes sense. This is a smaller game. Uh, they came out right away and said, look, like this isn't the sequel to Marvel Spider-Man. Uh, it's just like a nice, you know, additional content almost, if you will. Uh, standalone still, different character, you know, whole new story, just a shorter story. Uh, so it makes sense why the numbers are so different. You know, I, I have heard that Sony's uh, Marvel Spider-Man from 2018 has sold, I think, almost 20 million units now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't expect this game to ever reach anything like that. You know, it's a totally different thing, but, uh, I think it's worthy of purchases and I, I hope it keeps growing, but, uh, I don't, it's still a good amount for, you know, it was only out for yeah, two months. I, I can, uh, unfortunately say I did not contribute to that number as of yet. I don't know why so. I just haven't, but, uh, you, you played the whole game. How was oh, your yeah, experience? I, I had to beat it twice for my platinum. <laughs> uh, how is your overall experience? I think it's fine. Yeah. It stands alone. It has an okay story. I don't think it's as strong as the 2018 story. Um, but I think that's due to the limitations of the size, right? The size and scope of the game, yeah. uh, being beatable in like five six hours is it the um, map the same size like the same city yeah yeah you're yeah. still new york city okay. um you it, it's just snowy now mm. um 
it's just, yeah, less story missions, right? Uh, still tons of side stuff to do. Like, if you really did everything, like, you're still in for, like, a 30-hour game to platinum, mm-hmm. probably. And um, uh, have you booted up the 2018 Spider-Man yet on the PS4? The remastered, yes. Yeah. How has that been? That, that game seems to be no limit to how many times I can play that game. Nice. Uh, I, I always go back. When I'm bored and I don't know what to do, it's just fun to swing around. Hmm. I'm wondering um, if this but, game will become a PlayStation Plus game at some point. Or do you think they'll wait? Like what? Like what do you think? It's going to be a while if if they do that because I don't even think the first one's ever been a PlayStation Plus game. That's true. I think it's just such a good strong sell. It's got selling power, right? Like why would you? I'm just uh, not to say that some of the other games aren't, but yeah, I guess I'm just curious as to what I think the next PlayStation Plus game is going to be because they haven't been releasing a lot of PlayStation Five exclusives. I honestly wonder, like now that they've, you know, this is behind the scenes, but it was talked about a little while ago that like at first you couldn't get the remaster unless you bought the ultimate edition of miles morales uh they came back and actually changed that and apparently now you can buy the remastered spider-man uh by itself so i'm wondering if we see that on playstation plus before miles morales hmm. i could see that being more likely mm-hmm. just that's what's going on in this bald head of mine so <laughs> yeah i could see there's probably a lot of stuff in the works i think that miles morales is a good game to especially when they bundled it with the other one, I think it's a good way to amp up sales for potential of the Spider-Man 2. I think it's mm. going to get people more excited because they'll play this one maybe and they'll like, yes. okay, well, now I'll play the original. I'm like, shit, this is good. And it's like, I'm going to get the second one. Even though, I mean, I think most people that want to play Spider-Man, they probably played it by now. And it's a, it's a great game. It, it deserves to be played. So I'm oh, looking for forward sure. to picking up Miles Morales at some point. Once I actually start playing console again. <laughs> Jeez. Speaking about games to play, we go back to another IGN article. This one's number five. Embracer acquires Gearbox in a $1.3 billion deal. Borderlands developer Gearbox has today announced it will be joining Embracer Group as a wholly owned subsidiary of the Swedish holding company formerly known as THQ Nordic AB. The deal reportedly worth up to $1.3 billion U.S., We'll see Gearbox and its 550 staff in Frisco, Texas and Quebec City become Embracer Group's seventh official operating group. Embracer's existing operating groups include THQ Nordic, Saber Interactive, Koch Media, Deca Games, Amplified Game Invest, and Coffee Stain Holding. Uh, Apparently, it sounds like Pitchford will continue as the Gearbox uh, boss following the merger. So, what does this do for us? Uh, it means TH Nordic or whatever they want to go by now, Embracer Group, uh, is slowly going to buy the world. It is trying to become the Disney of games. The Tencent. Obviously. The Disney, I, Tencent, I, uh, Microsoft. I don't have like a number, like a, a solid number, but I thought I heard like that people are saying they own like 58 IPs now or they're working on like, it's just crazy. THQ. Um, yeah. Or, um, yeah. Well, because they bought everything, right? They bought Re-Reckoning, like, Amalur game. Yeah. Uh, oh, what else did they release this uh, past year? Uh, Destroy All Humans. Um, I can't remember if they're behind the SpongeBob remake. That might be them, too. Like, they just have all these little things that they've bought in that they're either remastering, re-releasing. And now with Gearbox, like, this is definitely 
their biggest acquisition yeah. from what I can tell. Like, I don't think I've ever heard them spend a billion before. Yeah. Uh, and here, uh, sorry, Borderlands has namesake, right? Like yes. this is a major acquisition. Um, and you know, that's, I guess if they had taken them, like, does that give them rights to Godfall? Like, I, I don't know what the deal with Godfall was. Like maybe Sony has like the licensing rights on that. Could. I yeah. could be wrong, could. but I know Gearbox made it. So, you know, if we're getting a sequel, is it, it's technically coming from like you know, uh, Embracer Group. Yeah, I keep forgetting the name. I just I keep I know. To call them THQ Nordic. I am curious as to why they ended up changing their name, but uh, yeah, probably to talk about all the other acquisitions they had. Yeah. Right? They're they like, want to oh, be the, gotta- they want to be the umbrella, not the stick. Yeah, we're no longer Eddie Brock, and we're no longer black Spider-Man costume symbiote. We're Venom. <laughs> that is what happened with Embracer Group. <laughs> I like, like that. I like that. Yeah, that, that's my way of making sense of it, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is crazy. The only the other crazy thing that we could talk about is like the fact that they kept CEO uh, Randy Pitchford. Yeah. Uh, with all the shenanigans that man has been up to, uh, bad publicity. Keep that guy uh, off Twitter. Yes, you know, and honestly, and it's just interesting. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, maybe there is probably definitely there was stuff in the <laughs> script that said, like, you're taking me. Like, <laughs> you're either paying me a lot of money to leave. See or this you're chain me. around my leg and stuck to that table over there? I'm, I come yeah. with the building. I come with the I've building. I've chained myself to four interns. <laughs> if you want these people. <laughs> it's like, the interns are like, stay bus. Yeah, Randy won't let us go home. <laughs> it's like, goddamn. So yeah, I don't. This is crazy. I didn't see this coming anywhere. Like you know, I kind of thought they were done maybe for a little bit. Like let's make some games, release some games, uh, and then we'll talk about you know buying the rest of the world. But nope, break me. Okay, talking about more games yet again. We're talking about IGN, uh, th- but this one, this one's number six. How Quantic Dream's new studio changes its future and its secret next game. Uh, Quantic Dream, the studio behind AAA narrative adventures like Heavy Rain, awesome game, and Detroit Become Human, awesome game, has been one of France's most famous video game developers. Now they're expanding to North America with an announcement of a new studio in Montreal, Canada. Uh, Founded by David Cage in 1997, Quantic Dream has made a a name for itself with story-driven, graphically sophisticated titles. Most recently, The Detroit Become Human. Uh, another name I can't say, Project Lead Designer on Assassin's Creed Valhalla will also join as gameplay director for a new unannounced project in development of Quantic Dream. Uh, we got to get back to that point. Uh, you know, someone working on Assassin's Creed coming to a, like, a Quantic Dream game, eh? Like, that kind of screams like we're going in a new direction. Yeah, they could be definitely going a different direction with their gameplay, which I... Hope not. Like a sat- uh, Ubisoft has that market on open world style, you know, climb to the top of the tower to reveal the district, reveal the area, that kind of stuff. I love the uniqueness of uh, David Cage's games and they're uh, heavy rain. I had so much fun with it. My biggest complaint about heavy rain was that the no matter they had like what thirty endings or twenty different types of endings or I can't remember the number. There were so many lots of endings, but the bad guy was always the same. Which I wish the decisions you made could have made it that any of them were potentially the killer based on your decisions. Yeah, I, I get where you're coming with that. I think we've always had this argument um, because we're both fans of that game. Mm-hmm. It's just 
I I totally see what you're saying, and I, there's a little bit of me that wishes that, but then I do think that would affect the story. Wouldn't have been as strong if anyone could be the killer. And then it'd kind of feel, you know, like what are they going to change? Like, okay, this girl stubbed her toe, so that made her a killer. Uh, oh, but you picked this decision, so that guy like slammed his hand in a car door, so that made him but, a killer. You know, it'd, it'd be weaker like, uh, story. I don't know, they, but they could have gone there because like the father was having blackouts, so it's like he could have been doing it when he was doing blackouts, which could have been woven in. The detective was doing drugs, so it's like he could have been off his hinges and doing something. The only one would have been harder to write is probably the reporter because I don't think she had any like crazy issues going on. She took pictures and that drove her insane. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> her deadlines drove her to madness. Madness. She was wanted to be a part of the article, so she mm. became a killer. So I don't know. Uh, no spoilers there, I guess, but... Yeah, I, I love their games, Det Detroit Become Human. They're just so unique and very story driven like i mean that's the, yep. the basic way to say it they were my triple a telltale yeah that's yeah definitely like i love like when i've i honestly to this day one of the most clear memories i have was heavy or sorry no um indigo prophecy yeah i think me and you talk about that i love that game it was something totally different that i hadn't played any time before and i just remember the i don't know if you remember it but the tutorial where you're kind of in like a movie set and it's trying to explain to you that you're going to play something that's kind of like a movie and you're it's not going to be you know what you've been used to it's not going to be your god of war uh it's not going to be a first person shooter they're like this is going to be more of an atmospheric like adventure game um more narrative strong and i was like Oh my God. And I, I just remember that sticking with me. Cause I'm like, I've never played anything like this. You telling me I'm about to play a movie. Sounds amazing. You telling me that these decisions are going to like actually affect. Cause I remember like the first bit of that game, like you could wash your hands off blood. And if you didn't, and you come out and the cop sees your hands are covered in blood, right? Like, like little things like that. Like, where did you hide? Uh, did you hide the, your murder weapon in a toilet? Uh, did you try to leave this way? Like th that game was just awesome for Ooh. its time it was very uh, and then it can and it came back with heavy rain i loved heavy rain heavy rain was great i agree with you maybe they could have done that and yeah like having the same villain uh makes multiple replays uh you know a little tedious yeah um and then i i don't know we can talk about beyond uh Two souls. yeah that's the one yeah uh how I can't even remember the name because it was so forgettable. That was probably the weakest game yeah. I could think of. And then they came back with Detroit Become Human, which I also enjoyed. Yeah. Um, one of my... Uh, yeah, I, uh, There's so many games you play in the past when you're younger, right? But the one moment from Indigo Prophecy that sticks out for me was just when you're first, I think, in your apartment. And you just, you know, just run it, walking around your apartment exploring. It's like your character's all like weak and tired from escaping the diner or whatever that was. I can't even remember. And yeah. it's like, I remember taking like sleeping pills or something like that. It was like, okay, yeah, let's take the sleeping pills. And it's like, oh, I got to keep exploring the apartment, exploring the apartment. Oh, there's some alcohol. Oh, let's take some alcohol. And then it's like, oh, da, da, keep exploring, keep exploring. Okay. Oh, I guess I explored the whole apartment. I'll go lie in the bed and go to the, continue the story. And the guy dies of like, uh, mixing the two substances together. <laughs> I'm like, what? This just yeah, broke like my mind. I didn't even think of it. <laughs> Shit just got real. <laughs> Shit just got real. Game over. I'm like, what the? 
Like, you know what? I can't. Now that you brought that up, that same apartment, I'm pretty sure you could play that weird song, uh, Santa Monica or something. Mm. I can't remember what band it was, but that song was famous that year where it's like something about the girl leaving and going to Santa Monica. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, do you have this whole album on here? Like, how much money did you pay to have this song on here? But should we talk about like what what do we hope? It's talking about the secret game potentially. I don't know. They're not big on sequels. They're big on making new stories. So yeah, my theory is that this studio just looking at you know we got a lead is like he's a gameplay director coming off of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm starting to wonder if these two studios are going to be kind of different things. Uh, you know, both probably still want to do narrative things obviously um but i kind of wonder if one's going to have you know its goal will be a different type of gameplay um and then that the original like quantic dream uh is still going to work on more Their magic traditional yeah yes yeah it'd be exciting i always like to see what they they pump out and they always sometimes they kind of oversell it with how they talk about the game sometimes but Yes. And then you play it, and it's like, okay, this is, this is a good game. It's a really good game. I, I thought Detroit had some interesting narrative paths mm-hmm. where I'm like, you can have this totally different scene in a totally different area. I'm like, that's cool. And then it makes you kind of want to replay it to get that. That one had a lot more uh, alternate. It, what felt like more major alternate routes, where it's like, oh. You- I went to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I did in my first playthrough. Yeah, that's the same with me. Okay, so that's enough... Uh, robots and decisions with the robots uh let's go into more depressing news this one comes from game informer uh it's our number seven i believe prince of persia the sands of time remake delayed indefinitely not as in never coming out but uh apparently it needs a lot more work than they originally thought so they just can't even put a date on it right now uh this one's a small one there's not much to say here really just um if you're expecting to get this in the next month or two you are sorely mistaken yeah we got a message from the developer team that states the following hello prince of persia fans since announcing prince of persia the sands of time remake in september we saw an outpouring of feedback from you on this beloved franchise it is your passion and support that is driving our development teams to make the best game possible. With that said, we have made the decision to shift the release for Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time remake, to a later date. None that wasn't provided. This extra development time will enable our teams to deliver a remake that feels fresh while remaining faithful to the original. We understand this update might come as a surprise and we will continue to keep you posted on the progress of Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time remake. In the meantime, we want to thank you all for your ongoing support. I'm for this delay. I remember watching the trailers for it and going, okay, it's Prince of Persia. It looks like they wanted to say, stay really true to the original. But I'm like, this doesn't look like it justifies my money to re-getting it. It didn't look yeah, like enough like, of an upgrade to me. I agree with you exactly because um, almost what I was thinking of talking about with the Mass Effect story where it's like, I know some people are like, well, this isn't a remaster or a remake. Or sorry, it's not a remake. And I'm like, well, yeah, because like, who has the time? Like, those games are already big. There's three of them in a package, right? So like, you don't have time. But this yeah. is one game. Yeah, this is one game. So and like, they're the ones who put the remake title on it. So a remake should yes. be, you know, a reimagining of the game. Same sort of style, same flow, but the it looked more of a really nice remaster. I guess I wouldn't even. Yeah, say, I wouldn't I, even say I, a really nice remaster. Like to me, it didn't look. Overly it almost special. Like, 
this the um the one where you had two forms i can't remember which one that was like number three yeah, or something. i can't one. remember what that i don't remember the name yeah either. it just it didn't look like a ps4 game even yeah it, it did uh, not it look dated yeah it looked no dated. so then yeah, anyway the original date uh when it was announced in september was january 21st uh clearly we've passed that so that did not happen it was pushed back to march 18th uh back in december and uh now yeah don't look forward to march no i mean i'm i i was planning on i don't know i i really liked the first one it was definitely one of my favorites of the series and i in my head i was like yeah i'm gonna get this game but i keep getting this thing where it's like yeah i'm gonna get it just for the sake of getting it uh but in watching the trailers i was like mm, i don't know doesn't it doesn't look like a remake to me it, it, it just doesn't yeah. It just looks like a no polished. It absolutely looks like a remaster. Yeah. It, like it's not um, PS5 or, or PS4. Or... It's just splash of paint to, from our view. I mean, obviously they probably put more work into it, but. Yeah. And I've never played it. So I was kind of excited for this. Um, so I'm a little disappointed, but if this means we're going to get a better final product, then I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, cyberpunks put me in a weird spot where I don't know what delays mean anymore. You know, you, I always kept remembering everyone saying, uh, you know, if you delay something, you just get something better at the end. But then we got Cyberpunk and that didn't really work out. So uh, I just don't know how to feel anymore. But traditionally, yes, more delay, more better, uh, more good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's enough of that. Let's move on to our final story of the day. Uh, one I'm probably the most excited to talk about. Uh, this one comes from IGN yet again, and it is Silent Hill composer teases new project fans are, quotes, hoping to hear about. So anyway, there was an interview with Akira Yamoka. Uh, I'm probably saying that wrong. Uh, so yeah, anyway, let's just go with Akira. And uh, he talked about or potentially teased that there might be a new Silent Hill game. Uh, and then everyone kind of freaked out about it. His exact words were more like ex he, that he expects to announce a new project this summer and teases that he thinks it's the one people are hoping to hear about. Yeah, so everyone took that clip and ran with it and basically were like, oh, here it is, guaranteed, it's Silent Hill. <laughs> it's announced. Uh, yeah, it's announced. So right away, I was kind of like, I don't think it's that. Like, Or, you know, that could mean anything, right? That could be talking about Contra, for all I know. Um, maybe another Castlevania. I, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, after that, and after everyone ran with it, the whole article got pulled. This is now the point where I'm like, oh shit, maybe this is. They won't <laughs> even talk about why it was pulled, which kind of tells me more that it's Konami. And this is totally a Konami-ass move. So I'm just kind of like, oh wow, like maybe we are getting a Silent Hill. And I don't know how that makes me feel. I'm excited that it's more Silent Hill, but I'm terrified because I really thought uh, Kojima was going to give us a Silent Hill that we need right now. Yeah. Uh, like I'm that. a little worried. <clears throat> yes. Cause I'm a little worried. This is just what, you know, I, I don't have a lot of faith in Konami. Right I don't, now. I, I have very little faith in Konami right now, uh, especially right out, out the door when uh, Kojima left and what we got that metal gear survive. It was like, Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Who, who put this that together make up for the missing arc in number five, right? Wow. But that's because they booted him too soon. I think. They didn't, they, yeah. they put restrictions on him. Imagine in, in the cyberpunk thing is like, okay, we're taking the game away from you guys. How, what do you got right now? Oh, uh, we have an empty world, uh, no vehicles and three NPCs that walk in a circle. <laughs> I, I think you'll get the same sort of reaction. Uh, 
when it comes to those things. But yeah, I mean, everybody wants a Silent Hill. Uh, I was hoping that the medium was going to be a good to hold you over i guess but i've been hearing things that the game's it's okay and it's not the pacing's kind of off not the best so i'm a little bit worried about the initial initial reviews of that one um a very microsoft exclusive ass game i know that's what it sounds like it's being it's just like they just need to pump it out for the sake of being an exclusive game yeah right? just to be like we got something we guys got something. <laughs> it's like you you finally have a game that's you not can, tetris, you can turn tetris <laughs> off. <laughs> but uh it doesn't sound like it's i mean they've made their money back already they recouped everything they spent on the game but uh, that's not much that's not saying much anymore nowadays it seems like but yeah, I mean, I want a Silent Hill, but I want it done right, and I don't think Konami could do it right. So, I, I the the super optimistic side of my brain is just saying, hopefully, they saw what Kojima wanted to do there, and they're continuing with that. Hmm. Do, would you want a first person Silent Hill game? I would want to watch you play it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, uh, but right yes, there. yes, I, I think I would. Like, I, I think it needs to be something new. Like, I don't want. You know, kind of like Resident Evil's moving to first person. Not always. Obviously, the remake's a different story. Um, but I do think that's just the way horror games are going. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, and it works. Clearly, I'm too oh, scared yeah. to play a first person one. Like, I want to play the Blair Witch one, but too scary. I want to play Resident Evil 7, too scary. Uh, Resident Evil 8, I really want to push myself to try. Um, but I just, I'm going to cry. And then my wife's going to judge me. <laughs> Yeah, you'll probably end up wanting to watch me play that one. So <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I might have you stream the whole game. Yeah, sure. Works well on the PS5 when I'm actually playing it. <laughs> yeah, but that means you can't play it without me. So oh, that's that fine. Be the only you argument. know me. I play too many games at the same time, so it's easier for me to switch between them. Some, mo- I'm not one of those people who's like, this is the game I have to play, and that's all I play until I finish it. I jump games mm-hmm. too much, so... So would you say you're in agreement then that you think uh, it's more likely now because of all this background shit stuff pulling it. removing the article? Yeah, yeah, it seems like, uh, yeah, it could be that type of thing, which, which, okay. yeah, I know. Like, what, what was the thing that, what was the tease that we had was that it was, there could be a Silent Hill announcement during the, was it the Video Game Awards? Yeah, that I think that's what we kept by somebody um, who lied to us and... we'll never forgive them but yeah Uh, yeah. i think you're right there's a high chance because you wouldn't say that comment about a new ip right yeah and uh, is there that many people that care about contra i know contra is a popular game but it's not i don't think it's something like people need this they need contra to fill the hole in their their lives yeah, and like same thing. Like I don't know. Like could it be a Castlevania? Yeah, it could mm. be. But I haven't heard any rumblings about Castlevania. No, exactly. Recently. So I kind of feel like yeah, if it's coming from Konami, there's there's only so many options. Right. <laughs> new uh, new, so anyway, new Plinko machine. <laughs> this he's like he's doing the sound works for it. It's got <laughs> like it's got a beautiful score though. Like this goddamn Plinko. Uh, so anyway, that's all our news articles. We finished everything. Not so much in the timely fashion we love so much, but goddamn, there's so much stuff. And to go on with so much stuff, we got tons in homework. What is homework? Homework is when I give you a point and a nod to an article that you should go educate yourself on. We just don't have enough time in the show to talk about it. So that's why we have it. 
Uh, let us get into it. So we're starting with homework number one. MLB The Show is coming to Xbox and PlayStation in April, but no word on Switch yet. This one's from Destructoid. And uh, just to sum it up real quick, it's the first year that PlayStation basically has to make a game for Xbox uh, because their deal with MLB uh, is making it that they have to share Ooh, now. Okay. They they can't play. They can't keep their toys to themselves anymore. And they will have cross-play support, which is always fun to have PlayStation people versus uh, Xbox people not in forums. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not in YouTube comments. It's nice. It's a good change of pace. Anyway, we're moving on to homework number two. This one doesn't really deal with consoles too much, uh, but I thought it was interesting. Cyberpunk 2077 mod warning issued over security risk. CDPR says it's a fix is coming soon. Uh, so yeah, we found out uh, kind of sick irony that in a game where you can do cyber hacking, uh, looks like certain mods are allowing people to hack you and get all your information through... Uh, what is the terminology I exploit. want to use here? Thank you on an exploit. Uh, so yeah, if you or you have friends like we have Curtis playing on PC, be careful with your modding right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like look they're into looking what to you're fix downloading. It. it sounds like they're looking to fix it at some point, but um, but we kind of know how their fixes work. So <laughs> just be careful for now. Between now and 2077. <laughs> Uh, we also have from Game Game Informer, uh, Resident Evil movie reboot releases in theaters this September. Um, you can find more information, like I said, on Game Informer. Uh, I'm excited for this one. I like everything and anything Resident Evil. Uh, it's got a list of like the cast lineup, which seems like a relatively decent cast. A uh, couple people from a whole bunch of different things. So, yeah, I'm excited to see this one. I think you are probably too, eh? Oh, yeah. I'll definitely be watching this. I mean, do I think it's actually going to hit theaters or be delayed i definitely would say i think it's going to be delayed but uh hopefully it does meet september release date um i'm excited for this movie like hands down uh i feel like this one has the best chance of being an actual resident evil movie so Mm -hmm. yay in other news we got an article from destructoid uh with the new firmware update on the ps5 uh ps4 i guess it's complicated to talk about but the issue is that in rare cases the ps4 version of a game would install from the disc after you've upgraded it uh and installed it to the ps5 version uh so they've patched it now so that when you put the disc in of a ps4 game and you have the patch and you have the new version of the game in your library it should automatically download the ps5 version that is with the latest version of the firmware patch Yay, progress. Uh, moving on to another bit of homework uh, from IGN. Uh, we found out this week that you're getting a free next-gen update patch for um, God of War. Yeah, should already be uh, out as of recording this. Yes, so you're getting your 4K 60 frames per second, and uh, that one released February 2nd, a lot of seconds. And apparently the patch offers a sync to 60 frames per second, 4K checkerboard resolution, and 2160p uh just note that if uh you do the checkerboard resolution it's uh 60 frames per second uh so yeah that's always fun stuff but hey that was already a good looking game and now it can look even better would you replay this uh, one are, yeah i think i've been meaning to for a long time because i did only complete it once they never released a uh, dlc right no yeah. no it was just the standalone you get this and suck it till the sequel comes i probably played again just to double up on trophies maybe yeah i'm interested to see how good it looks at 60 frames 
it feels like that we might even make it better. Uh, I'll have to try it, but I think I should just download it now. So when I get bored, I have it. Uh, going on to our last bit of homework. Uh, this one again, not really PlayStation news, but I think it's an interesting conversation and a little bit of fun for the industry itself. But this one comes from Game Informer. Google is ending its first party game development, closing two studios. Uh, I think me and Chris talked about this before, but uh, yeah, final nail in the coffin for Stadia, in my opinion. Uh, maybe I'm just being a little too harsh, but if you're not going to support your own net or platform, then who else is going to? Yeah, I mean, this isn't a surprise. Did they actually release any first-party games? I, I don't even <laughs> know. <laughs> like, like uh, th- th- this whole system, the whole thing's down on rival. Um, Google... They'll they'll bounce back. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Google's fine. Stadia's dead. Yes, Stadia will be dead eventually. I I honestly wish it was dead sooner than later, so that uh, different game companies don't actually have to focus their time and effort trying yes. to get their games to work with this piece of shit. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like I just I can't remember what other game I just remember hearing about, and it's like, oh, it'll be coming out, you know, for these consoles and Stadia soon, and I'm like. Don't like just let's focus on the things that are going to sell. Yeah, I mean they were practically giving away the system almost. The, yeah, honestly, I in, I know in America, uh, if you had, I believe it was shit. Was it Spotify? I, I do remember a promotion in America that if you had a certain service, they were actually sending you the uh, the Stadia bundle for free. I hate that it says this isn't the end of Stadia. I just ah, it should be should be the end that that's just pr for please don't set our houses on fire because you were the early adopter that really believed in the, the garbage we were saying so yeah that is it for homework uh we finished the show almost the timely fashion we liked a little longer but uh you know suck it up Susie. we are done uh we're gonna see you again next monday as usual but until then that is it for now goodbye bye guys bye Every month we are growing is all because you lovely gaming hopies help. Wow, hopies. <laughs> Every month we are growing all. <laughs> Every month we are growing is all because you lovely gaming hopies. <laughs> what the f? Why do you keep saying hopies? What the f? <laughs> the hopie. <laughs> Which also owns Magna. <laughs> Motorhead Magna. <laughs> Magna. Uh, which also owns Mag.